Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always it's a pleasure to have you join me on the show today. Well we're getting towards the end of this series now. I'm feeling a little bit sad Um, but yeah we're getting towards the end. We've got the second part of the uh, conversation I had with the newbies or the new adventurers I think we're going to call them. Um, that I'm going to share with you in a moment. And, uh, and then we'll probably do a wrap-up next week. So, yeah, getting towards the end of the uh, Going Full-Time in Property series. And by the way, I've, um, I've had a few people reach out to me um, and ask to appear on this uh, series. So apologies if, um, if we haven't come back to you with open arms saying, yes, come along and, and share. It's, it's been very deliberate that the people who've appeared on this series are people I already know. Uh, they're in my you know, inner circle in, or, or in my network or community in some way that I know pretty well. Um, so it was deliberate. And uh, so don't be offended if you're one of those people who's reached out to us. I really appreciate you reaching out to us. But um, yeah, I, def- I just wanted it to be a certain flavor. And I'll perhaps come back to that. So uh, let's have a listen now to the second half of the conversation with the new adventurers where we've got Nana, Silvana, David, Sean and Martin and perhaps I'll do a bit of a wrap up in a few minutes. Here we are guys and gals, uh, part two of this uh, uh, episode on going full-time in property with the early stages. So we, we kind of left off last time uh, talking about um, some of the you know outsourcing tips, tools and ap- applications that we're using a bit of background shuffle noise there we just keep um, keep control of that thank you um yeah so we left off there it was a really good conversation and equally i think i remember i think it was nana you in particular talked about education um in, in the first part and i kind of didn't i wanted to come back to that and and maybe broaden the conversation so there's a, there's a lot to learn wouldn't you say so nana what will you just kick us off then as you as i'm referring back to you we, what what have you done to educate yourself how have you gone about things in terms of property at least so uh, what i first did was to uh, read books and uh, listen to you and uh, other <laughs> podcasts <laughs> and uh, after that I went on a that this uh, course, three hours free seminar, and I went to it. And then I bought bought the the three days event, and from there I went to mentorship, and I just keep on learning, connecting with people. So I always get educated because, like I said before. It's not. I'm not from the UK, so it's even more important for me to learn and understand how things go mm-hmm. in the UK. Mm-hmm. So you've you've done a bit of what I would call sort of formal training and education, presumably with some of the um, training providers, property training providers, from what you were yes, describing. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, what about everybody else? How have they gone about things? And you did talk about books and things and podcasts before. So thanks, Nana, for. The, for the for the check there that's how you get on this on this type of panel basically so uh, <laughs> okay. but so what about other people then well have they gone about educating themselves in you know from a property point of view um i mean i'd say very similar myself um it's just a lot of a lot of research um podcasts youtube videos um plenty of websites there's a lot of information out there uh, that's mostly freely available or, or inexpensively available. Um, there's a lot of very expensive courses as well, which you probably don't add much about what you could learn yourself anyway. Um, yeah, but for myself, it's just been uh, podcast books and obviously working with yourself, Richard, just helped a lot. And mentorship as well, I guess, is, the, is the, another um, thing that's helped me. Yeah, that's an interesting one. We can maybe come back to that. Um, so there's the the sort of media knowledge, like books and podcasts and videos. 
um, if you like. And then there's the formal stuff, which Nana talked about. You kind of just taken us slightly into a different area as well, which is maybe mentorship or maybe even masterminding, I suppose. But, um, you know, and you also taught Nana about network. So, you know, plugging into different people, um, kind of piecing. It was, was yes, yeah, property network event, which I went to as well. So Nana, Nana touched on. Uh-huh. Um, that was helpful. So it, low entry fee, I think it's 20 pounds to go to a network event where there's some presentation and whatnot, and then you can actually talk to people, meet people, mm-hmm. and learn from their experience as well. So learn mm-hmm. from others. And what about other people then? So is it is it similar or has people done something a little bit different? I would say, uh, I think the, the, the saying, you know, you've got you've got to love what you do to kind of be successful at it. I wouldn't say it's, it's necessarily true, but I think it, it you need to kind of have some kind of passion towards property because there's so much to learn, especially when you're just starting out. There's the smaller details and, and to the to the larger details. There's loads to learn. It takes a lot of time. Um, I, I spent most of my time just listening to, like most people, listening to podcasts and reading books, and not forgetting like YouTube videos as well. Um, probably one of my favourite ways to to learn things is YouTube videos. They probably don't have as much detail as as maybe an audio book or a podcast, but they're visually more entertaining. Um, and also just especially now I've kind of come full-time in property learning by doing so when I first first started I was I'm, I'm not typically a shy person but but I, I feel sometimes out of my comfort zone if I've not done something before and don't have a lot of knowledge in it for example like I don't really know anything about building I, I had to get a handyman just to fit my washing machine I'm not the most uh, the handy person so speaking to builders and electricians at first i was a bit apprehensive but once once you've got these people that you trust then you're okay to just ask them questions they don't mind explaining so that's something i've kind of learned in terms of property is, is you don't have to necessarily be be apprehensive in, in some um areas just just be honest be yourself not necessarily knowledge learning, but it's, yeah, development learning. Oh, I think so. I think it makes some really good distinctions. I mean, um, I think let's go back to what you said about YouTube videos, for example, because, um, you know, we're in a multimedia age. And um, in fact, one of the, the second book I wrote, there's a whole chapter about, you know, learning and, and, and you know, prop tech in learning. But I was talking about learning styles quite a lot. And not everybody gets on with reading a book, for example. So, um, you know, just words, reading words. Some people find it better to listen. Some people prefer to see, to see or view things. Other people like to touch and feel and get amongst it. Uh, a lot of people like to observe other people. So there's lots of different learning styles, but equally there's lots of different learning methods now available. So I'm really intrigued that you're mentioning, you know, some different things, and especially when you're bringing up that last one about asking questions about people who are in the trade. And, and having the courage, if you like, to to ask those questions, uh, and maybe you'll fit your own washing machine next time. Who knows? Because of uh, <laughs> the questions you asked along the way. Um, any any addition on that point? Uh, have we covered most of the bases on, on on knowledge and education. Yeah, Richard, uh, the apprenticeship was very helpful for me because obviously I didn't know anything about uh, property, uh, business, investment, all that terminology and everything. And there is a lot to, to know and there is a lot, lot stuff. And you have been very helpful with your uh, apprenticeship and all material that you sent to me. And also the mastermind group is a very good uh, point where to be because if you need anything, I've seen that there is a lot of um, stuff that the people are willing to share with other people that can you, make you better than what you know you are. And uh, yeah, it's very helpful, apart from books and everything and webinars and other stuff. But I think uh, that it's very important to be surrounded by people in your um, same situation that you know they need the same type of uh, information uh, and they're um, um, going 
forward and they're doing your I don't know if the same journey or something uh, different but you know the same uh, kind of uh, business yeah, it's really interesting you say about the, um, in fact, all of you in one way or another, or many of you in one way or another, talked about uh, in learning through network, through asking questions of other people, formal mentorship and masterminding. So that's kind of what I call, you know, community learning in a way. It's, you know, just reaching out and bringing in, you know, knowledge from other people, perhaps, perhaps not so structured, you know, like laid out in a book or a course. Um, so would you say that's a, an important factor in the journey of being, you know, perhaps especially from the perspective of going full time in property, would you say it's essential? Yes, it is very important because sometimes you feel a little bit, uh, I don't, yeah, lost, kind of, yeah. So you need to, yeah, you need that kind of support, the people that are in your same situation. Maybe not exactly the same journey, but in your in the same situation. So yeah, you can find the right support, and you can find um, answers to your questions, basically. Yeah, I completely agree. I would say also the mastermind isn't being part of any type of doesn't have to even necessarily be a mastermind, but a group of people that all share the same objective or goal. Is, is massively important in terms of, I mean, the, there has been a few times where I've got off track a little bit and, and fell behind in, in my visions and goals, but having support around me in terms of the mastermind and um, I mean, especially you, Richard, um, has kept me on track. And that is, is vital because people are sometimes yeah, people sometimes, you know, fall behind and, and don't necessarily keep up with what they promise themselves that they're going to keep up with. But having that, um, what's the word, Richard, the accountability around you is uh, yeah, vital, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's just if we're, we're all together on this call and we're all kind of talking the same language we we've got a similar vision which is kind of bettering our our lives through you know putting ourselves out there into property etc but if you look outside of this group if you look into the wider world do you do you see the same or do you see something different is everyone into developing themselves is everyone into prepare you know building a, a future for themselves that they can take control of I don't see uh, the majority of people uh, just do go and do their nine to five and then they wait for the weekend to happen and then they wait after that they wait for Christmas, they wait for holiday, so they don't have a purpose. The only thing I can say is when people are very uh, uh, committed to training, you know, uh, so so maybe they go and crossfit or they go to the gym every day and they eat those types of things they are very committed and have a vision for but beside that no not not in my environment i think david it's probably good to cue you in as well here because i know with i know you're retired now from um competitive sport but wouldn't you say there's some parallels even to what you were doing in that environment to what you need to do to be successful in this environment? Yeah, I think, I think there's definitely transferable elements. I think they've all been sort of identified really here. And I think the key one is the community. Is, is, is regardless of what, what kind of line you want to go, whether it's in property or, or not, you've got to surround yourself with like-minded people who want to... A, push you and also make you accountable. Mm -hmm. There's no way in any sport people can just do it on themselves. They have a coach, they have a team, they have a background team, you know, there's, there's a, and they have their training partners. Everyone, you know, even in individual sports, there's a wide team behind family, friends, team sports. Obviously, there's, there's a group of people. So it's, I think in any walk of, of, of life where someone has a, has a vision, has a purpose of, of something that they want to aspire to, that's the, that is one of the fundamentals, is having that community around them, um, whether it's a mentor, coach, 
a group of like-minded sort of peers, mm-hmm. friends. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's trying to get that external because it always gets tough at some point, and and that's the that's I think one of the key things is you will know if you've got your purpose right if you can go through those kind of tough points, those real low points, and you come out the other side and it's you're more hungry, you're you're, you're more determined than ever to, to achieve it. And I think that's, uh, yeah, like the group said, that's that's key is the network. I mean, that's interesting because I think that really leads me into talking about, you know, a bit about motivation and purpose. Um, you kind of made the point really well there, David, to be honest. And you know that, you know, we, we're... It sounds to me like every one of you has got some kind of vision or purpose or goal, whichever language you want to use, something you're aspiring to. And then, you know, something that makes you get get up or, or you know, and put the hours in and, and hustle on the side, which is kind of motivation. Um, yeah, but equally, we, we sometimes slip a little bit, don't we? And, and Martin, you even said that um, it's good to have the group around you at times. So you've got support and accountability um to help when when that motivation wanes because motivation you know is a feeling uh, actually uh, and so i don't know what you guys think so you know how do you keep going or how do you focus on the prize if you like is, is that actually what you do in fact please nana you don't need permission <laughs> um so before i just look at my fiance and my daughter and that was just my motivation but now i've started to uh about a a book uh for my 34th birthday it was a present <laughs> so it's a diary it's a six minutes diary so three minutes uh in the morning three minutes in the evening but i write down what i'm grateful for three things and uh positive uh, affirmation and uh, what will do the day great today so yeah so and then at the end of the day i just write down uh, what have happened and yeah and then it's, it's a weekly and a monthly update and then there's a like uh do a Oh, what's the word of in English? Quest. Come on. Quest. Quest. Favor. Do a favor. Oh yeah. Exactly. Like a random a act of a random act of yeah. kindness or something. Yeah. Every day I need to do a, a good uh, goodwill, good deed. Yeah. Good deed. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's uh, how I can measure it. Otherwise, it's just looking at them. I just want to spend more time with them and just travel all around the world like you richard <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't know about that <laughs> can't travel anywhere at the moment <laughs> i was actually looking i was looking at a calendar appointment um for for one of our team meetings recently and um it was the the date was going to clash with me flying to tokyo to do do the to go to the olympics this year but guess what <laughs> that's not going to happen is it so um yeah so lockdown is kind of making me a little bit itchy i'd like to go and see those northern lights that you've got behind you as well so still still a few things to do but so you've talked about a personal discipline there which would be like the the journaling or the diary to help keep you motivated and just keep you reflective and grateful um, some of you talked about having people around you uh, whether it's a formal mastermind group or just people that you can lean on um but is anyone just in 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 terms of vision has anyone got something they want to share which is it's perhaps not you know i want to earn enough to quit my job has anyone got something that maybe is even beyond beyond that that they want to and happy to share yeah sorry (laughs) sorry um i was looking at you david it's hard to tell on a zoom call i know but i was looking at you (laughs) Well, you're to my left, so... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think uh, for me, I have a, um, a vision of essentially setting up a foundation to support uh, athletes. Um, having been one, having seen how, how hard that kind of world is to, to, to really make it, um, it's just something that I'm very passionate about. So for me... 
I want to try and yes, uh, you know, earn an income, earn a living through full-time property. But the, the greater vision is to actually then try and give back and, and inspire and, and help others um, make it through sport. But also, you know, that potentially if it's a foundation, there could potentially be other avenues that that can help support people. Maybe that's a way into into property. I don't know, but it's. Um, yeah, it, that's I think something that's has been quite a, a burning passion ever since we actually um, we talked about that a few couple of years ago now. So yeah, I think that's that's really really mine. Does that keep you going? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, during this this crisis crisis at the moment, obviously there are there are a lot of uh, other pressing matters, immediate matters, but I think. For me, there's still a burning desire to help people and to help others. And uh, sport for me is just that way that I've, I've had that all my life and I continue to have that all, throughout the rest of my life, hopefully. And, and, and I'd like to give back. So, you know, the way that I'd like to do that is I'm not going to be able to do that through my nine-to-five job. I mean, it'll just take years, take take years, and it's not something that I'm I'm wanting to do. So, yeah, I think I think that gets me going in terms of that's my ultimate goal, and then uh, I try and work it back from there into into how that can be achieved. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think, um, and I wasn't trying to single you out, but I know I know that you had a a big vision. Uh, you know, it will require quite a um, a big fund to make that foundation, you know, work. We've talked about it before a few times, uh, as you yeah. know. Um, but it was more this idea. I mean, so we, we've had, you know, Nana mentioned about random acts of kindness, for example. Uh, you talk about giving back and there's a bigger purpose perhaps than beyond ourselves. So I think initially when we start in this uh, business, we, we're perhaps a, a little bit more me focused or us focused, you know. But actually, as you kind of imagine it, it's like going up a mountain that you go up at different levels and um, you have a different vantage point, you know, once you're at the bottom to maybe one level up and it, you, things can change for you. And then then you can see another level and things can change again. I don't know if anyone's already had that experience. Has anything happened? You know, a game changing moment, aha moment since you've been full time. Well, not, not full time in property, but working in property. Has anybody had that kind of, wow, this is it. This is what I need to do. And, and I, I'm going to change these change these things. Mine is uh, probably, um, I spoke about it before, but mine was probably figuring out the benefits of a CRM system and, and figuring that out early on in the business as well. There's a lot of people that have, have these, have already kind of flourishing businesses, but are going crazy. We're trying to keep up to date with things and loads of pieces of paper scattered around. But if you learn the benefits of a CRM system early on in, in the stage of your business, um, then it will, you can take that knowledge throughout your business and it will just make things so much more fluid. I mean, I could talk about CRMs for ages and <laughs> I've already bored a lot of people with it, but like, look into Podio if you've not already. Awesome. <laughs> Or maybe just ask you. Um, so uh, it's interesting because I, I started that, that piece by talking about um, like a big vision or goal. And, and rightly, Martin, you've answered in terms of making the business you have got work much more effectively, in your case, by looking at systemizing and, and specifically a CRM system. So um, it doesn't have to be this big, you know, vision game changer. It can be just something that you've kind of stumbled across or realized as you've gone along. So I don't know if anybody else has got anything, you know, more down to earth, perhaps, than the northern lights uh, the, that are shining. <laughs> Look, do you see that little neat my, way of bringing you in? <laughs> my aha moment was uh, when I went to the UK and when we were at the property uh, network, we were, we were in this 10X super conference 
and the people that I had uh, listened to podcasts and maybe saw on Instagram. And I'm not a shy guy, so I just went straight forward to him. And they were so open, they were like a book. That was my aha moment because it was, okay, this industry, people are so helpful. You know, you can ask them almost everything and they will try to help you. They will even maybe give you a contact so you can use their contact and etc. I mean, let's say if you're in, in the in the clothes industry, if you go to H&M and ask them, Ed, who's your uh, <laughs> factory <laughs> supplier? They will say no, but uh, the property business it's it's totally different. So that was my aha moment when I when I uh, last year when we were in uh, London at the Super Conference. That's really interesting. You're right. I think this community is quite sharing and quite giving, um, willing to share things around. So that's a good one. Um, unless there's any more on that particular point, what uh, we've I've, I had I wanted to talk about what I call the big three of resources, which is time, money and know-how. Um, now, to some extent, we've spoken a bit about time in the early, early part, of, certainly in part one. We've talked about knowledge and education. Um, so I can't, I think we've done two out of the big three. So at least one, which is, you know, and I guess my, my leading question is, have you all got a big bag of swag, uh, you know, cash lying around to, to invest in property? Or is that something that perhaps is still a work in progress for you? Work in progress, I think. Work in progress. <laughs> and so, so obviously... It depends. Ah, come on then. Well, let, so the work in progress for some and it depends for others. So help me out here. Why is it a work in progress and what are you doing? What is the work that you're doing for the work in progress answers? And we'll come back to Nana's point about it depends. To build a big bag of swag. Um, Probably not the best analogy I know, but yeah. <laughs> To build, an, I guess, an investment pot that can then be used to finance properties. Yes, yeah, so I guess mostly the day job and, and looking for JV partners primarily. So I've been lucky enough to, to be able to find two. Um, so purchased a couple of properties with those, or uh, three properties in total with two JV partners. Probably have enough. Well, probably will be looking for another property with one of those JV partners as well. So that obviously helps. Um, but then, yeah, other than that. It's just uh, savings, really, from my day job. Yeah, so you, uh, I mean, you mentioned that you're in contracting and, you know, there's rumours that the, it's a well-paid uh, industry, but, you know, if you can set aside savings from, from your contracting, that's obviously going to help. Um, with the J, You said you managed to find some JV partners. Were they, were they sort of ha hanging around on a street corner or did uh, where did you find them? Uh, people I work with and family. Um, so close friends and family. Okay. So I guess you hear people say to start there with your family and friends and yeah, that's, that's the route that uh, I was lucky enough to be able to find a couple of JV partners that way. And how did that how did those conversations go? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember now really. It's just, it's just they, I guess they went very smooth. <laughs> yeah, because they'd agreed. Yeah, yeah I, I, it wasn't much, I wasn't trying to stand it, I think. Definitely not that. I think just... Um, conversation came about. I think with the, my first JV partner, um, a, a colleague of mine, I think he'd invested in some properties already anyway. Um, and I'd invested in a couple already and we just got talking, decided to invest in property together. I was looking for a property. Um, I can't remember the conversation now, but I presume we just said, uh, you know, why don't we go halves, basically. And that was that. Um, and then with, with my family member, uh, my brother, um, I mean, he had some funds lying around in a nice sort of earning, I don't know, half a percent, one percent, something like that. So next to nothing, losing money after inflation. Um, I'd invested in a few properties at that time. And again, it was just, why don't we invest in a property and uh, rather than losing money, we can actually kind of yeah. get more money coming in. Sounds like some pretty good drivers. Someone who had, had an interest and somebody who perhaps wasn't getting any interest on their savings. So sounds good. Uh, David, you also said work in progress, but um what what are you, what are you how's your how are you approaching it? What's your uh, angle? 
So on the money side, it's, um, I guess, because the nature of, of having come from uni, um, starting out work. So I'm just trying to save at the moment. But obviously that doesn't that doesn't come in fast enough uh, to hit all of these ambitions. So there are a few different angles. The, the first one is to sourcing. That helps, that accelerates, so that provides another income stream. The second is start sharing um, kind of what I'm trying to do, the, the ambition, the goals, to maybe not right now, but in the future, bring JV partners in. Um, and they may, you know, those JV partners may be people I know now. They may be people I, I sometime in the future or, or, or figure out a networking event. So just sharing, trying to share the, the story and, and, and where I'm going. And I think really just looking at all the, the possible ways of, of doing deals and learning, learning new ways of doing deals, uh, where money is not necessarily, um, something that I have in heaps in the side of my bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's part of education, becoming smarter with savings for sure. Uh, and being financially very aware. And then also just sharing, trying to share the story, the story, the purpose, what, what's going on, uh, the business idea and, and, and seeing essentially if there are investors that would, would, would invest. So is that more a case of uh, tell the story and, you know, it's like attraction almost, you know, people, the right yeah. people will be drawn to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, conscious that Sean and Silvana have been a little bit quiet. So I'm just getting you ready. Uh, maybe if you if you want to to join in the conversation a bit but whilst I've just said that and you can have a little think um, Nana did say something and you said something like what did you say it depends what did you mean uh, what I meant was it all depends what type of strategy you're, you're going to do in my mind so if you're just going to focus on rent to rent then you don't need to have a lot of money but uh, if you're going to do maybe uh, i don't know hmos and bigger stuff then you need to have some more money i guess even if you're bridge and etc so it all depends mm. well on the on the topic of re uh, rent to rent then for example so what would you say would be if any a typical amount of money you might need to get involved in a, in, a, in one of your rent to rent transactions I think, okay, so we, we are from abroad, obviously. So we have put, uh, put a standard in that we will get uh, the money back in uh, nine months. So that's our standard. But what we've been taught from the UK, it should be six months before you get all of your investment and, and, back. And, when, and what is the investment? Is it like furniture and things like that? Yeah, furniture, uh, paint. Light, re light refresh or refurb. Light refurb. It should maybe cost maximum around 5000 Okay. tops. Yeah. And then so, recover it in six to nine months, depending. Yeah. Um, and then what sort of contract length are you normally getting? Does it vary or...? Five. If, if it's not five, we're not taking it. Okay. So it needs to be five because... Uh, the first year, uh, basically, will go break even if you're lucky. If you're not lucky, but yeah, it will break yeah. even because you need to get the tenants in and etc. Uh, and then you have two years left if you just do three years. Mm -hmm. So that's why we try to get five years. So we have five years on the one we have. And how do those conversations go? Are they well received or are they quite tricky? Uh, do you mean the payment or? Well, no. So you're talking to the owner of the property about potentially renting their property for, say, five yeah. years. You know, yeah. do they understand so, it? Does it go? Is it easy? So the, the, this one that we have kept, uh, we did a JV. So they they did the talking and etc. But we had an essay uh, before last year, and 
there we had to speak with the owner because that was on our uh, company we were the management team uh, and yeah the conversation was a bit yeah, it, it was good from our the contract was good but the owner was uh, he couldn't fulfill the contract so we had to uh, break it oh i see okay right but that was sa service accommodation yeah, just to clarify. Okay, interesting. Um, I did. I did threaten to bring you in, Silvana and uh, Sean. Um, perhaps I'll start with Silvana because I know that you mentioned earlier about flips. And was, was there a particular reason for for that, or have you got something else prepared? Now I've made you think about it. That you know, I don't want to throw a curveball at you in the area of financing. What would you like to share? Yes, that's the idea to start with flips and we want to increase our capital because along the way we want to get goal is to have our portfolio and uh, yeah when I started I said to Diego no I don't want even thinking about issues and then leaps options what was that so I was really scared about that but now uh, I was thinking if you don't have you know lots of capital uh, HMO is a great way to have a good cash flow and uh, also the lease option is another way uh, where you can uh, basically um, uh, you don't need lots of capital to start with so yeah i was considering those options as well and uh, yeah uh, it's something that i wasn't even considering when i started and uh, now it's kind of you know growing on me and I think you need to, to have that confidence. You need to, yeah, obviously um, find the time to um, learn about these uh, things. Uh, they're called uh, creative strategies, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting to watch you. Uh, I don't want to go anywhere near that, you know, when we first started talking into, hey, we could do a lease option on an HMO. And, you know, <laughs> you know, you kind of, you've got more confident, as you say, um, as we've been talking. So it's good to see that change. So, yes, you can use creative strategies like rent to rent, like lease options we've been speaking about. Um, you know, so it doesn't, you don't, as you say, no, no, it depends. You don't always need a heavy sum of money. Um, Sean, I just want to bring you in, um, and Martin, I'm not excluding you, um, so if you've got anything to add, we can bring you in too, but Sean, on the topic of finances and in property, one of the big resources, what, what's your approach, what's your view? Yeah, so for myself, it's, um, it's also a work in progress. Um, I have obviously the rental income uh, topped up with uh, savings uh, from my job, um, then obviously the the sourcing um, will add to that as well. Um, and I guess really the, the plan is to to create a, um, a bit of a track record with the sourcing. And then, you know, when we come, when we come across a really good deal, then it will make a conversation much easier with a, with a potential JV partner. If we can, um, if we can provide that, that track record, um, of some deals that we've that we've sourced um and then but but i guess as as a sourcing agent you're you're ideally placed for as silvana said um you know all, all sorts of different circumstances can arise from uh, from deals you find you, you're not going to pass everyone on to an investor it, you know it, it may be maybe the case where the you know another Another option would uh, would suit the, the vendor better in that way. Yeah, I was wondering if you're going to talk about the the sources, you know, ritual of not necessarily giving all the deals away to their client base and, and maybe trying to find a way to secure or cherry pick the best ones. But who I want, I don't want to sort of say that. I'm sure, I'm sure that's not really going to happen, is it? Yeah, it's no, gonna, the client comes first. <laughs> it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Of course it does. That's why it's one of the benefits of you doing that, frankly. You know, and you find that bluebird deal, as I call them, you know, then you can perhaps try and find a way to take it down. If you're developing the relationships of your client base, perhaps someone who would pay you a fee for a deal could potentially become a partner on another deal. So uh, that all makes sense to me. Um, I'll maybe come back to you, uh, Sean, because I'm going to start thinking about some uh, moving towards wrapping up and what's changed, what you've learned and any tips. But before I do, I just wanted to bring Martin in to see if he had anything to add potentially around the topic of financing in, in, in property. Um, I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but 
Was there anything else you wanted to add on this part, uh, Martin? No, I, I pretty okay. sure kind of <laughs> said what I was going to say. I mean, I completely agree around the fact that um, if a deal's good enough, I'm, I'm sure that I can find a JV partner or someone that has already the funds. And there's a lot of people looking for this hands-off deal, and I'm, I'm, I want to, and I'm more than happy to, like take it from beginning to the point of finding a tenant and tenant and a, a deal. So um, I'm sure that when the deal comes along, the right deal comes along, I'll be able to find um, someone that's looking for that hands-off investment. Yeah. So, you know, you, you're putting yourself out there and you maybe try and take fees from passing deals on, but maybe that Bluebird one you can take down yourself potentially. So it's good. Um, thanks, Martin. Um, so what I'm thinking about now is maybe start to think about, you know, to, getting towards the end of the, the uh, episode. I want to start doing some wrap up. And, and so part of it is is really what have you learned along the way? What are, What sort of tips? might you have and by the way you don't have to answer all three questions it's just kind of i just want you to think about these things what what advice might you pass on to other people who might want to follow in your footsteps um and was there anything that nobody told you about you think blimey i wish somebody told me that because that would have made a world of difference so it's in that sort of context so feel free to answer as much of those probably three questions that i've just asked you and i'm going to start with you sean perhaps um just because you were talking just now so makes sense yeah, um, so I guess one one big learning for me that that, um, that I didn't really know about was um, sort of from a personal view the, the setup of um, a sourcing company really and how much work actually goes into setting up compliantly. Um, I, I mean, you see all sorts of courses and. And uh, you know adverts for for mentors, and they make it they all make it sound easy. But that was something that I I massively underestimated, and it it sort of took three times longer. Um, and I guess tips for for anyone starting out, um, I'd say make that jump and sort of. Join join some kind of, of group or or mastermind program, and I mean you know it doesn't have to cost the earth. There's plenty of, of free groups on the on social media that, that put out some really good um, content, and uh, you know there's a real sort of group support there. So yeah, I'd say definitely get that group behind you in some way, and. Um, it really adds, it gives you that accountability and um, I think you said before, it, it's, it can get quite lonely on your own and it, it helps to have to have someone there to speak to or, or others that are going through the same, the same situation as you. Great tips, actually, to be honest. Yeah, the sourcing compliance took uh, three times longer than you expected it to. Um, so you needed that support group to, uh, to survive it by the sound, it, sound of it. Yes, yeah. Very good. Thanks, Sean. Um, who'd like to chip in next with maybe some uh, tips, advice, or learnings they've had, realizations? Yeah. I would say, um, so it's, there's a lot of work that goes into kind of working for yourself, and that's not to be underestimated. Um, but you also, I think, what I've, I've struggled with a lot is, in, there's loads of people that are talking about waking up early and 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 you know working those 18-hour days and working off five hours sleep. If if you can't function the next day, there's there's no there's no way it's going to happen. I tend to not wake up until around nine-ish in the morning at the moment, and I go to sleep at about one or two. I'm not a morning person at all. I, I, in the mornings, I tend to I just drink a coffee and casually look through emails. I, I've tried this waking up at 5 a.m. and it, it doesn't work for me. And if it doesn't, if, if you're also not that type of person, then um, just I would say just listen to your body. And um, yeah, I think that's that's probably would be <laughs> something that I've probably changed the most is is not trying to not trying to 
do what these kind of entrepreneur gurus are, are guru, guru, that's a weird word isn't it <laughs> not trying to do what they're telling you to do but just listen do what works for you yeah i think it's great advice yep gurus mm. <laughs> yep indeed yeah be yourself really uh, there's um What's it called? I forgot what it's called now, where you can actually do a test to work out your sleep pattern, your sleep style, your um, what your body clock and circadian rhythm. Is tells it chrono, chrono, chronotype? That's what it is, yeah, in chronotype, yeah. yeah. There's a test actually you can do for that, so that might be handy, but you probably know if you're a morning person or not, um, which I think you probably do, Martin. Cool. Who's, who wants to go next? I don't mind going next. Dominic? So yeah, I mean, in terms of tips, I'd say um, just start, start as soon as you can, start early, um, yeah, take action. Um, I mean, I started thinking about investing in property properly in about 2017, probably started 2018. So in two years' time, I think I've probably done quite a lot. Whereas if I had started in 2012, I mean, I just, where would I be now? Probably a lot further along. Um, so definitely, yeah, start, start as soon as you can. Um, just do do some research do, do some education um you know books podcasts as we've talked about already um i'd also suggest to systemize where you can um because that saves a lot of time later again as we talk about time um being as efficient with that as we can mm-hmm. and also um yeah i'd say to set goals set goals and you know kind of where you want to be next year or five years down the line yeah and then just review them and tweak as you go along so that would be my kind of key tips for anybody. Makes sense. Um, well, if you just started in 2012, you'd be on the you'd be on the beach or uh, wherever it was like, in the world. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's a very good lesson. Start start soon and take action. Uh, amongst the other ones that you shared. Thanks, Dominic. Um, of the remaining three, anybody got something to offer here? Everyone's been so polite. You can just come off and talk. <laughs> I'm, uh, I mean, most of the ones that I was going to say would have, have kind of already, already been said. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think the only one actually, and it's it's what Martin said, I think, earlier on today, or tonight rather, um, is to um, not be afraid to ask questions. So, you know, people, people do want to help. People want to help others if they're hungry, if they want to learn. Don't be afraid to ask questions and, and um, kind of be a sponge. Surround yourself with those people, and I and I think yeah, that that's that's one of the key ones, key ones for me, really. Great, thanks, David. If anyone's got any burning ones, Nana, Silvana. Uh, yeah, uh, I think you should. Uh, we were taught through the company uh, that we can trust sourcers and. Etc. But uh, you need to check the person you're working with or and thinking of working with because it, it in I mean it's still a lot of money you're you're giving the person even if it's a source or sourcing deal or JV or whatever I mean that type of amount of money you you don't retain it like in a day i don't <laughs> yeah. so you you need to uh, i think you need to do your due diligence so so uh, i mean people used to check how much you can save on a mobile phone but some people don't even check when they give someone maybe fifty thousand pounds or ten thousand pounds, and I, I don't understand that. But I don't know. That's that's my uh, yeah. It's a good one. Well, you talk to Sean because he's got all the sourcing compliance nailed down. So uh, he's uh, he's all squeaky clean on that one. So um, he spent he spent three times as long to make sure he was as well. So. <laughs> And uh, Silvana, I know you're waving there. Did you have uh, one you wanted to add? Yes, I want to say, don't do like I've done in the last uh, four, three years. So I kept my savings, sleeping in the bank account, doing nothing. And yes, I'm basically um, regretting that I didn't start earlier. 
And yeah, now I don't have the same savings, unfortunately, a little bit less, but still. Yeah. And now I want to do something yeah. <laughs> with them and with my life. Yeah. Well, it, there's the savings in the bank account for four years, maybe, but I don't know if I've told you before. I, 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 there's going to be a certain person who's a guest on my own podcast coming up shortly, which actually will be in the past by the time you listen to this, but um, who talks about the four-year delay. I had a four-year delay between starting or deciding to start in property and actually buying my first series of properties. It was four years, and that cost me two million in property value. So um, if I work out what I did in my first year versus what I missed out on in the four years. So that was quite expensive. So yeah, I'm, I'm buying into put your savings to work or start sooner, as Dominic was saying. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, brilliant, guys. So just thinking about the time. So what I'll probably do now is is maybe invite any, any parting comment that you have. And by the way, if you haven't got one, that's okay. And um, maybe just, just name check yourself and where can people connect with you if you would like people to have your contact details. We'll go around the room, we'll just do parting comment, you obviously your name and any contact details. Uh, just give me a wave if that's not one, something you want to do uh, and then we'll start to wrap up. Is that okay? Okay, so should we start with the ladies this time? Let Sylvana go first. I think we should because we keep, we keep letting her go last. Come on Sylvana, why don't you kick us off? So what should I say now? <laughs> <laughs> well, just say um, how if you if you're happy to share um, your contact details, how people could reach you if you wanted to, and also if you've got any parting comment at all. Now is the time. Uh, I think you know what I wanted to say. I said it already this mm -hmm. evening, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, my contact detail is not easy because you know there, those are my surname and Diego's surname at gmail.com so it's speda.olerni at gmail.com if you have any question you want to you know far away <laughs> okay we can put them in we can we can put them in the show notes for sure um martin were you indicating to drop it into the chat as well um uh, we can we can for the youtube watchers we can put it in the description box below there you go so if, if it's easy to say, you can say it. Otherwise, we'll put it in the show notes or the YouTube uh, commentary notes, etc. So thanks, Silvana. Uh, Martin, you're in the chair, I think. So uh, why do you carry on? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Martin Evans. If you're going to add me, just put a message beforehand. Get a lot of random requests. Um, or just email. Um, probably the best, easiest one to remember is martin at thepropertyvoice.net. We'll use that one. <laughs> Why not? Why not indeed? Thanks, Martin. Um, anybody else want to part in comments or contact details? Or Nana, come on. You're so polite. I put my hand up. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Nana PSA. Um, our details we have an Instagram page, uh, Miracle uh, Underline Properties Underline LTD, and Facebook Miracle Properties LTD. And my name is Nana <laughs> PSA on Facebook. and. Uh, if you want to email me, it's just nana at miracleproperties.ltd.com. Perfect. That's fine. I think them. that's all. And I have a YouTube channel as well. <laughs> and it's called Miracle Properties LTD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miracle Properties LTD. Yeah. And your name is Nana Piercing. Got you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Nana. Uh, who else wants to share their contacts or parting thoughts or both? Yeah, so. Uh, you can get me on Facebook, Sean Thomas. How do you S I S I O N Thomas, um, or via email at um, Sean at sdpropservice.com. Um, or if anyone wants to take a look at the website, sdpropservice.com. Um, yeah, they're probably the best ways, really. Thanks, Sean. Flipping the coin between David and Dominic. I'll go after you. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, so just part of comments. It's just been a very good chat. So thanks very much, Richard, for having us on. Um, it's very, very uh, good time. It's been fun. 
Um, if anybody wanted to reach me, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Dominic Hardy, D-O-M-I-N-I-C-K-H-A-R-D-Y, or uh, via email at domhardy at eonproperties.co.uk, eon, E-O-N, properties, one word. Thanks for the parting comment as well, parting thought. I really appreciate that. I'm going to have one with my own in a minute, but thanks for the contact details, Dominic. And so, David, over to you. I was going to say the same as Dominic. Um, so, yeah, thanks for having us on. I have, I've said sort of everything that um, I want to say to, to, to share. In terms of uh, contact details, um, email, probably the best one is uh, davm44 at gmail.com uh, or on LinkedIn, just uh, David Masters. Uh, I've no idea how else to find me. So it would be the link in, in, in below. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Well, we'll make sure we've got all the all the contact details uh, are, are circulated. Um, I'll ask for them from you again later, so we can make sure they're all captured and correct spellings and things like that. Because you know, sometimes get that a bit wrong. Um, you know, my delicate age. But I just want to say, well, thank you, actually. I think it's been brilliant. I did say, can you, you know, compete with the guys who, guys and gals who, who shared last week, um, the second steppers? Um, you haven't heard them yet, but I think you can safely say absolutely yes. Not quite sure who I'd say was came out on top. I think it's really good quality share both, both times, to be honest. There's a lot of really, really great content here. I'm going to get the um, show notes transcribed as well, so you can you can read it if, if you don't want to listen to it or watch it. But, uh, yeah, brilliant. Thanks so much. really enjoyed it. Thanks for sticking it out for what is quite a long session as well. Uh, it's good to get the Northern Lights uh, little backdrops as well to just break, break things up on the Zoom. Thank you for having us. Thank uh, you. You're absolutely welcome. Thanks a lot, guys and gals. Have a good evening, and we'll see you soon. Okay. Well, that was a lot of fun, actually. I uh, really enjoyed the conversation, not only uh, this this time with the uh, the new adventurers, uh, last time with the second steppers, and of course, prior to that with uh, a number of the people, the individual uh, guests that I had in the series. But just uh, picking up on the uh, this part two, if you like, with the second steppers, we, we covered a, a bit of ground there. We, we, we talked about education, we talked about purpose and motivation. We talked about financing, and we finished off with some, uh, you know, tips and advice, if you like, um, to share. So, um, got a lot of ground in the in the conversation, obviously, with uh, um, you know five or six people on the call. But maybe starting with education, um, I think we covered most bases um, in terms of, let's say, uh, what I called media knowledge. I referred to as media knowledge. That's books, podcasts, YouTube videos, and that sort of thing. It's, it's typically free or low-cost content. There's obviously magazines as well. You could add into that uh, forums as well. So a lot of people were, were talking about that. That was a way in which they gathered knowledge. Um, but there was also the more formal route, if you like, with training or, or men- mentorships and mastermind groups that came out quite consistently as well. And I think there were a couple of people who talked about gen- joining groups which are not paid for groups or they're low-cost groups and indeed networking perhaps as a small charge to participate in. Uh, and right at the end there, we started talking about learning by doing and also asking questions of other people who've, uh, who've come into the mix. So um, hopefully you've got the, the, the wide array of different ways that people in this grouping have gone about educating themselves there. And there was a comment, of course, that there's a lot to know and a lot to learn as well. So um, it does pay really to stay on top of your education. But I think on the softer side, if you like, there's the the accountability and support that a couple of people mentioned. You know, sometimes it can get tough. Um, Sometimes it can be lonely, in fact. And so having, um, you know, being being in a community can actually help you with your motivation. And that that really cued us in to talk about purpose and motivation and some of the ways in which um, some of the people on the call, um, some of the the group here, were, were tackling that. Um, a lot of people talked about having goals uh, in different places, but uh, and, and somebody had, uh, well, David in particular, had a big vision. I'm not saying nobody else had a big vision, but we, I kind of called him out because I wanted him to share, and he talked about the big vision that he's got, which would probably take him several decades, actually, um, to, to achieve. But really interestingly, a lot of people talked about giving back um, random acts of kindness and gratitude. You don't really hear that, you know, so often. Uh, sometimes it can be a bit me, me, me. So, you know, this idea of, you know, practising gratitude and giving back in some way, it was good to see come out. Um, and, you know, some hints and tips along the way, like having a, a journal or, or keeping a diary uh, might be handy too in that respect. 
Um, I asked about game-changing moments in that respect, and I was a little bit surprised to hear the answer because it probably had a preconceived idea of what it should be. But Martin came straight in there and talked about having a system, and in particular a CRM system. And I know that Dominic echoed that with his, uh, his advice that he gave towards the end. So systems, um, you know, getting them bedded in early on because it frees up your time and gets you organised. It also frees up your headspace. And if you freed up your headspace, then you can focus on what you're really after in terms of your big vision or purpose and goals. So um, I thought that was I thought that was really good. And of course, Nana mentioned the point that you know property is a very open community, and he was really surprised that he could go up to people that he'd seen, if you like, in the community, perhaps on you know YouTube videos or podcasts or things like that, and just speak to them and pretty much ask them anything, and they tell you. So it is an open community, and perhaps a little bit different to some other communities out there. So uh, don't be afraid to ask. Is the question is the takeaway there? I kind of talked about financing because we talked about skill, uh, knowledge, um, time and, uh, and financing as the big three resources, if you like. And so I wanted to talk and understand about, you know, whether people had a big bag of swag, as I called it, uh, in our conversation. And a lot of people said it was, you know, savings from the day job, um, creating additional income, income streams, rather, uh, perhaps through deal sourcing or other types of investor services. And a number of people actually talked about joint venture partnerships, as you heard. Um, but what was interesting, I think, about the joint venture partnerships is the holy grail, okay? So raising money, additional money beyond what we've got, we can raise ourselves, is the holy grail to a lot of property investors and developers. But the, the, there was talk of um, telling the story. So David talks about this, sharing his vision, telling the story. And, uh, and obviously, if people align to that, it will draw them to, towards him. And that's what I call attraction. You know, it's, it's you know, attraction marketing if you want, but, you know, it's attraction. It's just being who you are and telling the story about your vision. And that will attract certain people towards you. And then uh, there was the other side of the coin, which is, uh, I think Sean mentioned, is developing a track record. So being able to demonstrate experience, a track record, even if it's not directly doing your own deals, but sourcing deals, you know, decent looking deals and having a track record and showing, showcasing the experience. So we've two sides of the same coin there. We've got sharing the story, sharing the vision. We've also got demonstrating your track record, which I thought was really interesting when it comes to joint venture partnerships. But um, the it depends comment, which came up more than once, um, Nana sort of brought it out there initially, was um, when I said, do you need a big bag of swag? Uh, uh, Nana said, it depends. And really, we started a conversation about alternative strategies or um, um, creative strategies is what I'm trying to say. He talked about rent to rent. Um, Silvana talked about lease options. Um, and, and Silvana also talked about flipping to be able to increase the capital fund so that it would grow and therefore be, enable more money to be left in, into another deal and to go again, etc. So, And indeed, sourcing, deal sourcing itself, um, it puts you in front of certain people. It puts you in front of vendors, uh, agents, it also, you know, on the supply side, but it also puts you in front of clients and potential investors on the uh, on the demand side. So um, I thought that was really interesting on the financing front that it's, um, there's a number of different ways of tackling that and it doesn't always mean you need a big bag of swag. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> towards the end, we concluded with some tips and, uh, and advice. And uh, there was a few people talked about, you know, it's hard and it can take longer than you expect. So uh, just kind of being ready for that, really. Uh, but don't be afraid. Make the jump. Um, a couple of people said, make the jump, but make it sooner rather than later as well. So if you're hesitant, um, don't hesitate any longer. People are telling you. Um, I think Dominic in particular said if he'd started back in 2012, he, he would already be retired by now. So um, I don't think he was quite kicking himself, but I think he, uh, he just wished that he could, he could have started before and then he would have been a lot further along the way by now, of course. So, you know, it's hard when you're stepping out and um, especially when you're talking about something like going full-time in property, there's a lot of fear, perhaps. There's a lot of overwhelm. There's a lot of limiting belief, and there's also limiting resources. But there's ways around it, as you're probably gathering, actually, throughout this whole series of how people have tackled things. So um, step out, uh, be bold, if you like, and um, and make that move and, and do it sooner rather than later. We talked about knowing ourselves as well. Martin talked about listen to your body. <laughs> I know Martin's tried to be uh, in the 5am club on many occasions, but it's just not working out for him. But He's listening to his body. He's not a morning person. So he's, uh, he's altered his routine. And, um, you know, that's working better for him. Um, he can get a productive day. It just doesn't start at the same time as uh, some people do. 
And I think, you know, um, taking action was another thing. So making plans and learning is all very well, but actually taking action is where it's at. And so, um, you know, don't be afraid to do that. In fact, it's, in, it's essential. And even if you get it wrong, it doesn't matter. It's still then part of your experience and you, you'll learn for the next time as well. So that was really good. Systemizing came up and saving time and being productive came up as well as setting goals. So um, I kind of almost say those things like they're matter of fact, but they're not really. And I think it is important to to have all these things there. Don't be afraid to ask people questions and um, check check out who you're working with, uh, with some thorough due diligence as well, was another thing that came came up there. So there was quite a lot of different things. I was really pleased with the conversation over these two episodes from the new adventurers. Uh, As I mentioned, I introduced them in in part one. Hopefully, uh, all the contact details for all of the guests um, Nana, Sean, Silvana, David and Martin are all going to be in the show notes uh, wherever you see them uh, and uh, you can see you can see, watch this back on YouTube you can listen to it obviously we probably are listening to it right now uh, you can also read the transcript on the, uh, on the Property Voice um, uh, website even if I could say it so that, that's my cue really to direct you to the resources thepropertyvoice.net if you want to talk to me about anything regarding this uh, show this series or, or even our guests uh, feel free to email me podcast at thepropertyvoice.net I'll be more than happy to hear from you do do look up the guests uh, connect with them talk to them ask them questions uh, I think we can we can understand now that this is an open community so do ask a question in fact I had somebody reach out to me recently who was talking about potentially mentoring. Um, with me and he said um, uh, uh, well is it okay if I if I reach out to some of the people that you've interviewed and ask them about you and I was like yeah sure no problem um, that's, that's that's it you know they, they these people have put their names out there and feel free to do that uh, and ask some questions about what the reality is of going full-time in property at an early stage as well so <clears throat> that's it for me I think uh, at this point I'll probably return next week with some sort of series wrap-up Um, But um, I guess all that's uh, left to say right now is thanks once again for listening to the Property Voice podcast. And until next time, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.